Welcome, everyone. This is the week of June 9th, and this is another episode of Dan Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky. Last week, we uh, entered the Spider-Verse, and this week, uh, we're going across the Spider-Verse. So we're talking about uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, and joining me to do... Uh, talk about all the nerdiness that happened is of course dennis and favorite friend of the show clark hello without the sound check too yeah we're hoping for gold on that one yeah (laughs) my sound is golden nice excellent uh yeah got us a little scared there clark you're right down to the wire sorry i i forgot that uh when i accept a google invite it deletes the email from the thing and i had to go to my google calendar to get the link and uh, uh that was a little down the wire gotcha thanks for being here man absolutely the the plan i like i said said last week was the plan was the dream team was clark frank together to talk about spider-man with us uh sadly uh clark you couldn't make it last week and frank couldn't make it this week but i got each of you and so i'm happy about that but uh, I couldn't make it last week because I was actually watching Spider-Man. I know. Well, you committed to a Spider-Man show for watching Spider-Man. Well, you, you uh, I had forgot because I got the tickets so far in advance. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I messed up my scheduling a little bit. But De- Dennis was very understanding. So I'm here today. After here your- yes. with you guys and the audience. And as always, if you can't... Uh, enough so we do have our patreon uh patreon.com slash denx media that's where you'll find links to the show and links to the live uh, post show the soapbox where are we are we talking about stuff there today again i'm down i mean so here's here's i I do want to give a caveat on that so (laughs) last week's soapbox was pretty gnarly um i feel like i feel like we got I, th- I think we got a lot of the negativity out of our system because spo- we did spoil, we, we spoiled uh, Across the Spider-Verse on that show because it's a private show that we mm-hmm. only show to the patrons. Uh, you know, we did do, we did, we did a preliminary version of this since we couldn't have, you know, luckily because we can't have Frank here today. So I did get to hear all of his opinions on the movie, but I highly recommend you watch this episode of this show and that soapbox whenever you get a chance because they might be two very different versions of me. Um, it's pretty funny. But yeah, I'm down to do it again today if you want. Yeah, we'll do a little, little soapbox action. Okay. Clark, it's been a month, some change since we've had you on the show. What's uh, what's new with you? Uh, I uh, finished up my internship at NPR, which was awesome. And so now I'm working on uh, doing doing some of my editing and getting my reels uh, together. So uh, basically, it's a little 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 summer vacation uh, to to do some work at home. So uh, that's what I'm up to. So every uh, every time there's a pledge drive, I'll get a call from a numbering. I think uh, Glendale, <laughs> and it always throws me off guard. And I pick it up, and it's like, no, I can't get more money now. No, I live in Alhambra now. That's not for me. <laughs> but you should. Yeah, no, I'm a sustaining it. member. I get five Support bucks every month. your public uh, radio. Absolutely, That's for everyone. The Even correct. when I worked there, I still gave five bucks. The correct answer to what are you up to is uh, 
Fortnite on uh, uh, with Optimus Prime. <laughs> yes, Fortnite with Optimus Prime, which dropped this morning, which is awesome. So, which Ricky, I know, I know we weren't planning on doing a show for that movie, but the the Rise of the, the Rise of the Beasts. I think you watched it. How how was it? It's, it, I, I'm, it's I'm seeing it this weekend, so no spoilers. It's the same. It's a slice of cake from the from the uh, bumblebee cake, right? Is that a good, good. good analogy? If you I like the bumblebee movie, you'll probably like this one. They get they throw a curveball at the very end um, that I think is a true, true, true sport. Not spoiler curveball, but just like a, out of left field, and that's enough of a hook to get me to go see whatever's next. So. I mean, I don't think people need much of a hook to keep watching those, right? Like they're fun movies. Like people actually, like watching them. I I can't do it anymore. In the like they, the NPR uh, uh, movie review thing on the radio today, and they were just, they were talking about it, and it's again, it's just more of the same. You're you're either on board with the robot action on act, robots on act, robot fighting action, or you're not. I'm just saying, yeah. some of them make me go to sleep. They're so long. The Mark Wahlberg ones are just, no. (laughs) Yeah, they're just bloated and and such. So, but I liked Bumblebee. And so I I like the new design. I like that they went back to the old design. I remember saying that I liked Bumblebee, but I've never watched Bumblebee again after watching Bumblebee. Like, I have. Okay, fair enough. It's just, I, I, yeah, yeah, the John movies. Cena action. Like Bumblebee's like the Fast Five of Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of just like um, resets it a little bit for the better. Okay. That's pretty funny. Gonna, you that's... know, they'll get a little better, and after that, six is pretty good, and then they're gonna get you know bad again. But fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I was just curious. Uh, I I may go see it at some point, or I may just watch it when it's on Paramount Plus. But um, you know, we do recognize that. You know, they're hero, hero stories that we have not touched yet on this show. You say we're going to do all the Transformers movies? I don't know. Are we? I would do Bumblebee again. I think. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, Man, know. I would do the OG Transformers, the movie. The that movie. was a good year. The one back. where the Transformer the, pees on a guy? Yeah, no. I mean the the animated. Oh, oh, sorry. The tra- the, the original, the, the animated. Okay, yeah, the, animated. The, the one that affected my childhood. Yeah, see, the by problem, teaching me. The how problem to is, I feel, <laughs> I feel like every time we try to do the nostalgia yeah. ones like that, mm-hmm. we make Ricky watch him, and then we're like, "All right, objectively, it's not that good. It's not. It's not right." <laughs> but uh, I I feel bad for Ricky sometimes when we make him do those, but. I I would be interested if you'd if you'd want to watch that one, Ricky. Mm. On that on that same note, um, speaking of objectively bad movies, I watched uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again oh this week. And that that is the only words. Indiana Jones movie I have seen. I saw I never... that movie in theaters. I had not seen it since. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Am I wrong? You know, are the, are the other ones that not. much better? No, well, yes. Yes, but, yes, they uh, are. They're but when I watched better. it again, and I watched it again last year, earlier this year, um, it wasn't as bad, partly because I already knew the taste, you know, was, was different. You know, it was like that first initial showing, 
was just that was the disappointment now you know when i watched it again and i knew kind of what was coming i i just again reminded myself that george lucas is making this for kids did lucas make that or spielberg make, make that one lucas produced it and it he has his flavor it. all over it okay yeah so, so i still there's a, yeah there's a club obi-wan in in the movies too that's no, in, but, uh, but the, the, it's in the third one, yeah. yeah. Temple of Doom. Sorry, not. Oh, Temple, Temple of Doom. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the what I'm saying. The in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, who directed that one? Spielberg directed it, but, yeah, yeah. but but Lucas uh, wrote the story and produced okay. it. So that that's just why I say that it, it's got his. I mean, if Lucas was a spice, they, they he was heavily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, them. from my only other experience of Indiana Jones, just outside yeah. of pop culture, is the ride. And it's like, yeah. it's kind of reminds me of the ride in some dumb ways when they're getting chased and running away from shit. Like, Ricky, you like the prequels. It's it's right up your alley. That's what it, that's so, what it is. I, mean, I, I got a movie pass this month so we can go watch all the movies coming out, but specifically to go watch The Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Specifically we'll for that? Because that would be, that, that movie, when I go watch it, would have put me over the edge if I don't have a movie pass. A lot of shit oh, came out this month. <laughs> gotcha. I see what you're saying. I thought you meant like you got your movie pass specifically to watch Dial of Destiny. No, no, like, no. Really? Like a lot of stuff comes comes out in June. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I yeah, I would have thought it'd be across the Spider Verse is the reason, and then everything else is a bonus, right? That's yeah. I mean, if I watch one IMAX movie a month. That's the cost of my alias. And then if I watch more than one movie a month, which I do, the rest is bonus. You know, we're, we're not sponsored by any of these people. We, we are not. We're right just, this is just how we watch the movies that we go to watch. I <laughs> learned, speaking of A-list, that uh, Nicole Kidman AMC, I didn't know that was in LA. It's uh, it's up north a bit. What are we talking about right now, guys? You don't go to AMC. You want to know. There's... Yes. Um. When movies came back to the theaters, no, I know she does the obnoxious, like, yes, yeah, the thing. movie theater that she's at. I didn't realize that was here or up no. in Clark and I's turf, so it's like a mecca now. You have to go. So, there. Is, it, is it time for the news? <laughs> well, we got you want this in the news, you want to talk about it now because you were, you were busy this week, too. Oh, I guess we'll talk about that now. I consider that breaking news, though. That's right. Uh, that's a picture of me accepting an award. I asked Ricky to include this, uh, so shameless plug. Uh, no, the reason I wanted you to include this is because, um, yeah, so I do toy photography, and uh, my uh, I have a photo that I, I recently made uh, that has so far won two awards, uh, and most recently at the uh, Del Mar County Fair, or San Diego County Fair, whichever you call it. Um, but the reason I wanted to include it is because I, I think it's a really cool piece, piece of art that I made. Um, I know that's a weird thing to say, but uh, it's using Peter B. Parker. And like, I love this toy. I love like one of the things I love the most about Peter B. Parker is he just is like we've said before on the show, easiest cosplay ever. But as a toy, he looks like a normal dude. Like, but just slightly weird proportions, right? So I just thought it was really fun. And it, it was just something uh, tangentially related to Spider-Verse and also to celebrate my accomplishments and let people know that these are the kind of things you could find on Denix Media. Um, so yeah. Award-winning content on that Patreon. 
Yeah, exactly. And there's so much more. Yeah, it's so much more not award-winning content. <laughs> but Justin's awesome. He is a fantastic photographer. Thanks. Third person, huh? That's right. Well, swinging it back to the first person, I present you the news. Oh, the master of segues. Oh, man, that was a good one. I'm proud of, proud of that one. <laughs> was that good? <laughs> well, I'm proud, just like uh, I think we're all proud of the name change. Captain America, New World Order, is now titled Captain America, Brave New World. I mean, uh, discuss. I <laughs> I, I, do you really care? Like, I don't care. I like, think new world order is kind of a new world order is a charged phrase. I I totally get it just because of the stupid politics of today. As a comic book fan, I don't care. Brave New World's not a cap comic though, right? It's a or is it? Hmm, I feel sure like it's a I, comic when I was I mean, about it, it. I mean it's a iconic science fiction novel. You know, it has a it's a uh, and, and its name, but you know, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it could be Captain America flowers. It could June, be Captain America I, I who ate my spaghetti. It. Yes, I'm still gonna see it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. What, are you, what are you thinking of the the new suit? I uh, can't tell that it looks yeah. that different. Well, it's lost a lot of the white. Yeah. yeah. The white yeah. in the head, the head, the head thing. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, I I see now. It's it's a because a lot the whole suit was basically white, right? Like well, yeah, was, I mean the it was it was the the comic suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Never mind. But, but I mean, if, I, if this is what comics do. They change costumes. Gotta sell a new toy. Gotta sell the new toys. Um, and I haven't seen it in action. We don't know how much of the movie. Might be the, the 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 white suit and then this suit. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I really liked when Captain America's his Winter Soldier suit was awesome. Yeah, that was you a know? good suit. That was a really good suit. You know, I, I, like I can't tell just from a side view of this, but it, it looks good, and I, I think he's it's going to look good. You know, we'll if see. I would have told to you trailer. fifteen years ago, hey, Harrison Ford's going to play the Red Hulk. Just give it some time. <laughs> Do you believe me? <laughs> well, 15 years ago. No. 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 <laughs> nah, I no, mean, that's no, still no, cool, no. right? I, I know he, yeah. he, the casting was announced a long time ago, but yeah. it's still a trip. They're pull, they're I don't pulling. know that it's cool, but I hope that it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, he, do, he does angry old man really well, so... I think if, that'll if, work for all yeah, If we're talking about peak actors to get from that generation, I think Michael Douglas was their get. That's a big yeah. get, dude. Michael Douglas was way bigger you than got him like three times. Well, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, it's a it's an amazing get. Harrison Ford is a big get too, mm -hmm. but the quality of acting is but I'm sorry, Maybe Sam different. Elliott will always be my Thunderbolt Ross. Yes. Sam Elliott was just perfect. He was Thunderbolt Ross, what J.K. Simmons is to, yes. to, to J. Jonah. Yeah. Um, 
Agreed. Agreed. I haven't liked any of the other ones since, but I'm willing to give Harrison Ford a chance. I'm yes. Just, I'm the best of chances to Harrison Ford. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Up and coming actor Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's it's so interesting. Yeah. The 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 camp the these big stars that do you know their their one Marvel movie so they could bring it their grandkids or kids. I mean, I like yeah, that. That's this great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you want a house, you do six weeks of work and then uh, you're good to go. Get a new house in the hills. There you go. There you go. Coming later this year, announced yesterday at the uh, Summer Games Fest. So pretty. I got to be there live to see this announcement. Uh, Spider-Man 2, coming October 20th. And uh, they also announced the details on screen, which are the collector's edition. You get the still book, some extra skins, and of course, this beautiful 19-inch Venom, Miles, and Peter statue. Is it weird that I'm more excited for Mortal Kombat 1? Yes. That was my highlight of that show. MK1 that was, was an amazing trailer. Amazing. amazing. That being said, I will totally agree with you that those are the best backgrounds that I've ever seen in a fighting game. And Dude. I've never wanted to play a fighting game more just for the backgrounds. Dude. Did you watch the, the show or did you see the trailer? I watched the show. Okay. Um and uh dude so those backgrounds were amazing those, background, those those level designs are just stunning that the being said, they we're doing were amazing too like i, I love watching all of it john claude van damme is going to be in johnny cage voicing and uh Bolt. <laughs> it's just yeah mortal kombat is just too over the top violent for me yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, like, I'm not. That is not to say yeah. that I'm not super excited for Spider-Man. <laughs> but too. yeah, I am. It, that, I just, it's just a flavor thing. But I could one, see the artistry my, and the work is just gorgeous. I mean, yeah, one yeah. got my heart pumping, and the other one is like, yeah, I'm happy to go back there again. I'm, I'm very excited to do that. Oh uh, no, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, that's how I feel about Spider-Man. I'm really excited. Yeah, I can't I'm, wait for this. I'm sure it'll be an excellent game. I, I, the, the first one is very very fun so and then miles is even better i think than the uh the no the have they said since they're calling it mortal kombat one is this just starting over uh the end the end of the last game you create a new timeline yeah and okay and uh this you is reset the, the universe so they they basically did a star trek at the end of their yeah. last game okay because i like seeing like young raiden and and you know, it was cool seeing the younger versions of some of the yeah the established characters. From the trailer, it felt like they're following the new movie where they're just kind of people that are getting recruited into this thing. But yeah, the character design is just stunning. It's it looks like a stunning game, like like a game of there's so much love put into that game, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat One. That you know, I could totally see it yeah. just from watching the trailer. Yeah. So I'm very very happy for you. Spider-Man 2 looks good. Mortal Kombat 1 looks better. That's the truth. <laughs> I mean, that is the truth. Agreed, hey, by the way, I don't know. I, I don't know. Did we say hi to uh we said hi to Ian, right? Uh thanks I for do. watching this right, right now. He's happy to see you at the helm, Ricky. It's my show again. I'm never giving back. Get ready to chime in on, on all the Spider-Verse in a little while. We're almost there. Last little bit of news for the week uh, coming here soon. We're getting the Predator versus uh, Wolverine. I know Predator versus Batman was uh, a favorite of yours, Dennis. Predator versus Batman was amazing. Predator versus Batman is one of the best Predator stories ever told. Yes, absolutely. 
That's oh, yeah. why I don't have any excitement for this. <laughs> uh, this I mean, will just be Wolverine killing a predator. This, yeah. That's literally what this is. <laughs> are, are we in any way like Wait, does, does Batman kill the predator in that story? He defeats no. him with the he, he defeats him. him with the Louisville slugger bat. And it's yeah, amazing. But, he, but he sends him he sends him walking yeah. home to mama. Yeah. Um, Maybe the Wolverine will do the same thing. <laughs> do you and I know the same Wolverine you're talking about right now? I mean, this kind of reminds me of the Superman versus Aliens crossover where Again, that's a that's a pointless fight, right? It like was a pointless fight, but the most interesting part was when the alien planted the egg and Superman just throws it up. In, out in space because yeah. the chest burster can't burst through his chest. So I, we'll see if they do something interesting with the powers. But the, part is the exact same thing, except he will burst. Or, oh, wait, no, this yes. is Predator. This is Predator. I just want to see the Predator get like, annihilated month, by Predator. Yeah. Yeah. And then grow back. Yeah. Yeah. The net will, will slice him up and then, but yeah. it can't cut through the adamantium. And then, yeah. He'll, I mean, if you guys have never watched Bat in the Sun, um, if you ever want to know any weird uh, versus battle that that could only ever happen in uh, crossovers, um, Bat in the Sun does all of them. It's, I'm sure that one exists. Have you ever seen them? No. They make fully, like, full-on videos of, like, fantasy fights. Is that, like, Death Battle? Have uh, you seen Death Battle? It's Which probably... Is- the, the same, same thing. thing, but yeah, okay. That yeah, Bat in the Sun does ones. Uh, one of the the best ones I've ever seen is um, uh, Spider Man versus Darth Maul. And uh, and the way they do it is they actually let the fans vote for. I think we're talking about the wins. same thing because that's exactly the way Death Battle works. Well, it is enough. just different names. Yeah, they let the fans vote and the fans yeah. decide. And I feel sometimes like that... they do animated stuff. Sometimes it's live action. I feel like Wolverine's fought Predator before in in that yeah. in in somebody else's mind, and that's why we're getting it. And good for them. Go, yeah. go Wolverine. Go Marvel Legends. We got some new ones this week. Segway Master. Who I love it. These? Yes, we did. I put these in here. Thanks for adding is, is them. Is that that Captain America? I know it, it's it's not that like is. This. That is okay. So here's the new way for the the Marvels, which got a new trailer this week, I believe. That looks just like. That. Uh, yes. So we have. T- uh, it's a mixed wave of movie and comic figures. So we have uh, uh, Captain Marvel and Lights uh, or Spectrum. Is, is is her name Spectrum? Right. Yeah. I think her thing's called um, Photon though. But I thought they were calling her Photon. Oh, Photon. Oh, photon. Sorry, I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Photon is what they're going to call her. She has been called Spectrum before in the comics mm-hmm. though. Uh, yes. different different version of her later um i think anyways those figures freaking look like them and it's nuts it is crazy yeah those like, are some good 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 skulls yeah they just, and then they just need a sash and then speaking <laughs> of accurate head sculpts go to the next one. No. Oh man what do you guys yeah. think of that kamala face yeah they did her dirty <laughs> also no weird. mask i the she doesn't have a mask in the trailer and i think that's weird Right? Oh, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't need it in space, I guess. Yeah. Right? But still. And you heard what they're doing to her in the comics, right? She died. They're killing killing her. Yeah. Yeah, she... What? That doesn't mean anything, Clark. That's that's true. They're they're temporary. They're removing her for a few months. 
by saying she's dead. Fair enough. Yeah. It's a cool looking Iron Man though. Yeah, that is uh you know this Iron Man, right? This is Heroes Return Iron Man. Yeah. Uh it's after the Heroes Reborn story where that was really, really weird. Um this is it looks like my modular Iron Man. This is the funniest thing about Iron Man, man. There is no end to the amount of suits they could give us, and I love it. I freaking love it. Uh some more comic book figures. This is uh Commander Steve Rogers. Um with a transparent like holograph holographic uh, shield. Oh, the holo shield. Yeah. That uh this is actually the second time they made this figure. I uh, trust me, this one looks way better. Um and then Marvel Boy, the first figure of him in this uh costume. Um he's also a young Avenger. It's giving me hopes, man. They might actually give us young Avengers figures. That's just really cool. Um and then the next ones that they have available are also making me filled with despair and and hope at the same time the first ever karnak figure he looks pretty cool no um, i think he looks like karnak yeah uh, i think the totally awesome hulk build a figure looks better is that amadeus cho hulk that is amadeus cho hulk is that the end game hulk body um it might be you might be right ricky that might be Endgame Hulk. Yeah. But it is an appropriate body type for Amadeus. Amadeus. Mm -hmm. A little slimmer? A little bit, right, Clark? Just a yeah. tiny bit slimmer. Yeah. Just yeah. 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 But those are cool figures. I'm I'm very mm -hmm. excited for those. What do you think about Karnak, Clark? Um, I'm used to the Jay Lee Karnak. So, you know, this I have seen this Karnak and as it looks really good as if for for the comic for that side but yeah it's not the karnak that i i was introduced to the more uh, eternal uh, sorry inhumans humans from the when jay lee did his run on it and yeah so i have a different look but i have the marvel hip-hop uh karnak comic and that's what it looks like they they did well with the cape with the the the, <laughs> the loincloth and stuff so he's still very very posable it just makes me wonder like dude this just to be clear this is the third inhuman they've ever given us in 21 years of collecting <laughs> this line yeah and actually i've gotten two black bolts they've given me two so i have black bolt medusa and then one day i will now own karnak how many decades is it going to take me to complete these this set of figures? That's like, all you want, right? Who else? Which other you ones? Need a, you, Triton, need a dog. Lock you need Triton. You need Maximus. You need Scaled Lockjaw. You need um, Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, you need Crystal. Like the most important one. Like it's it's too many. Too is many. Lockjaw a sentient being? Like, or is I he mean, just a dog? Aren't dogs sentient? Well, you know, is he intelligent? Aren't dogs intelligent? <laughs> He's smarter know. than the average bear. Okay. Okay. He just doesn't have the ability. He doesn't to talk. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dog. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like what you're getting at, Ricky. <laughs> like. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> That's the news. That's, that's nice. All right, uh, Clark. Uh, just before we get into talking about the movie, 
I did whip again. I whipped up a special little trivia. Uh, hit the button, Ricky. I feel like it's been a while since I gave you a trivia. Right? Let's do it. Kind of got a little lazy on it. I don't have pictures for this one. This is you just got to listen to the smooth, sultry sounds of my voice. Uh, but no, I, I came up with some questions that are going to put you guys to the test a little bit more. Uh, you're both able to give me answers. You'll see how these work. Uh, these are open free answers that I expect you to not be using Google for. Okay. Uh, Got it. No Google. All right. So first up, there's these are all Spider-Verse related, uh, both movies, I believe. Um, maybe mild spoiler warnings for you answering these correctly. Uh, so... Uh-oh. The mildest, the mildest. Um, so first question, here we go. This is for both of you guys. Oscar Isaac plays Miguel O'Hara in these movies. What other Marvel characters has he played? Each of you has the chance to answer. However, we'll let Clark go first. Uh, he has played uh, Moon Knight. And... Oh, and Apocalypse. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> Ricky knew. He knew. He was he was ready to go. Um, okay, fair enough. So you know the simple. That was the easy one. Uh, bonus question for you guys. I like that. Ricky's. Uh, uh, Ricky, uh, Ian's, Ian's in there in the comments. Um, just talking about the same things we are right now. Uh, we love you, Ian. Keep 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 watching. Here we go. Bonus question: How many other characters in either Spider Verse movie, uh, or actors? Sorry, actors have played different characters in other Marvel projects. Whoever gets closer to the answer that I have is the winner. Mm, that's hard. That's my question. Or actually, no. I mean, you can both do it, but. Uh, I guess here's the other way to here's the other way to do it. Each of you can name as many as you possibly can. Whoever names more wins. Good, because I was about to just say four. Because yeah. I don't know. No, you're gonna you're gonna name. Them. Uh let's Ricky, see. you can go first. Mahershal is one. Uh, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Not Nick Cage. Um not Haley. Why not Nick Cage? No, I know it's not. Nick, I know it, it's not Nick Cage. Has he been in Marvel stuff? Uh, Ghost Rider. Nick Cage. Oh, duh. Yeah. I'm like, what? Duh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're tied. You um, tied? Yeah. We're, there's one more. Well, leave uh, Schreiber. He was a uh, he was a saber too. Right. Technically, right. Haley Steinfeld uh, was in Bumblebee, which is a Marvel property. No, that no. counts. They'll be Mar- 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 Haley Mar- Steinfeld Mar- is, is 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 Kate Bishop, guys. She's obviously one of. Them. Oh yes, and and <laughs> she's also Kate Bishop. She's I actually, in the, the MCU, the the. the, the the easy answer as opposed to the convoluted uh let's think easier 
Is that all of them? No, no. Close, guys. Not even close. Uh, I don't like this. this. You're like, I don't like this one. I don't like this one. You don't like this one. Brian Tyree Henry. Faustus in Eternals. Uh, What? What? Catherine Hahn, Doc Gock, and Agatha all along. That's right. Yeah. Karan Sony plays Dopinder in the Deadpool movies. That's the spoiler, by the way. This this game can only work in today. This game could not have worked in the first during the first movie. What? What are you talking about? This game is easier if you had Internet Movie Database in front of you. Oh, I just knew these. I mean, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, come on, Daniel Kaluuya. Black Panther. Oh yeah, dude. I, I, I feel inadequate in this question. Yeah, and I, I bow to your greater wisdom. We're we're both gonna uh, gracefully surrender to this. Donald Glover uh, plays uh, Miles Morales in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man as well. By the way, yes, he does. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, you you got you got a lot of other ones. Uh, Lake Bell also randomly was in. Uh, Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, she's in Wakanda forever, and she's also in What If. Um, oh yeah, she's Black Widow. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, fine. I'm sorry. That was too. That was too much for you guys. I, I didn't know the. <laughs> you broke us. I, I, uh, I did break you. I'll try an easier one. I think it's probably easier for Clark. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's too much for you guys. I I think I overthought these guys. I was I was having fun with these. So I don't know if you know, uh, there's different directors for the new movie. The the second Mm -hmm. one um, has three directors, one of which is named Joaquim Dos Santos. I instantly recognize that name when I saw it in the credits. Uh, And the reason is because uh, even though this is his first ever animated movie directed uh, that he directed that went to theaters, he's done a bunch of other animated projects that I would say are totally fair game for this show. Um, how many can either of you name or can you, can you name any? Are they Marvel movies? I didn't say that. All right. So then it's going to be the, the justice league stuff, the DC stuff. All right. It has to be those. Oh, I thought you were just naming things. Yes, he did. Justice league unlimited. That is one thing. I'm just curious um, if you guys. I, the reason I'm I, I didn't recognize his name. Justice League nice. War. All right, I'll help you since you're just going to keep chasing Justice League. There's only keep... one Justice League. Just okay. that's it. Just the one. Um, no, this guy has done. Uh, aside from producing almost every DC animated movie, uh, like or most of them, he's directed several of the DC Showcase shorts on different characters. Uh, but he's also. Uh, done Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The Legend of Korra, um, and uh, Voltron Legendary Defender. And so... Those are all good. I just think it's super cool, like, the caliber of this person that that we have uh, helming this movie. And I, I was just pretty impressed by that. Um, likewise, I forgot to mention the whole reason I brought up the how many different actors can you name. I thought it was really cool how much these these types of stories are drawing these actors in more and more i think it's really cool it goes back to that hair support talk we were having uh it is very cool how many people want to come play with marvel uh, with marvel anything it's unfortunate when their agents are uh, you know 
uh, like, you know, Jared Leto's. Uh, but otherwise, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see that. Last simple one. Well, maybe not. Maybe not so simple. This is a simple, easy number. I just need one number from you guys. Everyone knows J.K. Simmons is the best J. Jonah Jameson. In how many movies has he played this character? Six. Seven. Clark is correct. Can you name them all? Spider-Man 1, 2, 3. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man and Into and Across the Spider-Verse. No, he's not Into. He's no, that's right. He's not an Into. It's uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Yes. He's correct. It was Venom. Nice done. Nicely done. I still uh, at the end. I win. What? <laughs> that means I win. That means you, that means you win. Yeah. Uh, you win if you get the bonus question. Okay. How many TV series has he played this character in? Series? Two. Clark, you get a chance to steal. Three. <laughs> well, Clark, you know what? You're closer. Uh, it is also seven. This guy freaking loves playing this character, and I love him for playing it. Um, he has played he has played uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Hero cartoon, Lego Marvel Superheroes Maximum Overlord. It's a show, I guess, on Netflix. Uh, Avengers Assemble. Hulk agents or Hulk and the agents of Smash, Ultimate Spider-Man, Robot Chicken, and then that Sony produced uh, online series, The Daily Bugle, that was part of the uh, you know uh, the universe that they have in the uh, in the new movies. I freaking love this. I love it so much. I love that he has played this character, no matter who asked him to do it's it. His paycheck, man. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so cool. Um, but yeah. I, I think the reason I was just trying to like do these questions is to kind of just highlight some of the things that I have to keep reminding myself to make me feel really happy about the movies that we're getting right now. And I, you know, that gets me in the, in the mood that I'm in to do this. So are you ready? Do you want to do this? You want to oh yeah. Let's go. go across the spider verse. Here we are, watching. We all saw Across the Spider Verse. How many times have we seen it? Everyone once. Once. Anyone twice? No. Nope. No, okay. I saw it the one time, I, and it's not to say that I wouldn't see it again. It's just uh, uh, first and foremost, before I say anything else about the movie, good or bad, it's freaking long, man. <laughs> it's especially for an animated film. Especially, we're so it, used to animated films it, being an hour and a half. It's actually the longest animated film mm -hmm. officially now. Um, that's too long. It's too long. Other than that, let's have fun. Let's have fun. I'm just saying that's why I haven't gone to see it again. I'm well, wait if it was live action, movie. would it be too long? And yes. since it's it's technically part one. <laughs> I'm saying lots of movies nowadays are too damn long. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is too long. But I like it. I, I and same here, same here. I like it. I'm just saying, these are. I have only seen Guardians once in the theaters, dude. I just, 
I did I did watch this movie twice. Um wow, you gave it like five hours of your life. On the second viewing, that's pretty cool. You can definitely see where they could have trimmed. Like you could in, easily take 30 minutes off this movie. In my screening, the yeah. sound messed up and they had to restart the movie. So it was even longer than not <laughs> so once was enough. I should I should put this out there uh as a caveat for anybody who uh um you know joining us right now. Uh, that goes to watch the movie and has a slightly different experience, whatever. Um, I read an article today that actually this movie was patched this week. Um, it was patched because uh, uh, over the first weekend, last weekend that it came out, that we watched it all, um, It a lot of audience members complained about bad sound mixing. And so Sony delivered a brand new print uh, to everybody uh, every theater uh, with the uh, sound readjusted. So anybody watching it probably after Sunday or, or Monday has a different experience. And I can honestly say, I didn't think the voice levels were really good enough for the movie. Um, a lot of stuff drowns it out. So I'm interested to see it only because I read about the patch. Um, other than that, I would rather just wait to see it in at home again, I think. But that's just me. I, two and a half hours too long. Well, let's talk about those two and a half hours. If the if the runtime's too long, what was uh? Give me give me the good. Let's, let's let, start let, off on a high note. What's, let, what's... Let's, let's go with the gushing. This movie is a work of art. <laughs> it is gorgeous, and it also uses ink techniques drawing techniques, coloring techniques, texturing techniques in a way that you've never seen an animated movie use it. It is beautiful. Agreed on everything. Like I think I think that this movie takes what the first one did uh artistically and just blows it like way way open. Like I didn't expect it to be that much cooler to see different styles and different um just just different ways of representing each world that we got to visit in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super cool. Like they just beautiful artists. I read this team had was a it was a team of 1000 people working on this movie. Um, that's so many and it really does show like it shows like because everything has the most attention to detail I've ever seen. Like, I think we were talking about this last week, like, like on the soapbox, Ricky, like, I was mentioning to you how like Space Jam doesn't age because like if you look in the background when they're playing basketball, they cut and paste like a selection of characters to fill all the stadium. Like it's the same like eight characters moving over and over again, doing the same actual animation. And to me, I just think to myself like you're Space Jam. You have a chance to show off the entire Warner Brothers catalog and you guys are too lazy to do that. Whoever worked on Spider-Verse, like across the Spider-Verse, is the opposite of who worked on Space Jam. Too much work went into carefully making sure that every Spider-Man, minus a handful, that you've ever wanted to see was in that damn movie. And that is a joyous thing to see. The backgrounds, um, the Spider-Man, the locations, none of it felt like a cameo or, or or filler it all got the same same stroke of love 
um, you know, so when they're going to Mumbatton or um, Gwen's Gwen's world, they each have their own lighting style. I almost want to say like physics, like they're just they just behave in in, in very different ways that make them uniquely their own. Yeah, it's very well, cool. they, literally, they literally have their own frame rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they I did the same say, thing with the frame rates. I was gonna so, say before we go into all the details, Ricky, did yeah. you want to recap the story? Like, what I want to hear your version of what the story of this movie was the two and a half hour movie. Miles, now a year into being Brooklyn's uh, Spider Man, uh, gets a visit from a Gwen from a Spider Gwen from Gwanda, and uh, she. I'm totally butchering this. Uh, no, it's awesome. I love it. Miles fights the spot and then gets sucked into the multiverse with Gwen and company. He learns about the Spider Society, and all together they uh, fight about what it means to be Spider-Man. And then the spot does some other stuff. Um, that was horrible. Mm. That was really bad. That was really bad. It covered, you know. Yeah, the, I mean the, the, the main. Kind of, kind of. I mean, basically, we learn there's a spider society. They go to recruit Gwen, um, and later on in the story, they are you get to meet uh, Miles. So, like, the movie actually starts from the point of view of being Gwen's movie, and that's kind of what this movie is. Like, since you know, like, it's more of a focus on Gwen a lot throughout the, throughout the movie. But we do check in with Miles and and make sure that we don't forget that he's still the main character of the overarching, you know, three three episode thing. So, what basically Miles accidentally creates the greatest supervillain he's ever seen, uh, who has the ability to access all the dimensions that any person could ever exist in, including Venom for some reason, um, and. Because of that multiversal threat, uh, you know, the Spire Society is trying to find ways to prevent uh, multiversal threats from happening. And that's where they cross paths with with Miles, right? Like, they have to. They have to because this is where that person... Well, because that's where the anomaly is. So it's it's similar to the Loki thread of the, the, the concept of the time authority. Yeah, the spider I, society is, you know, looking for anomalies that are going to mess up the thread of the universe. Correct. I did get a very big Loki vibe from this. Mm-hmm. The only main difference is the spider version of the TVA does not obliterate your reality when when it goes veering off. off oh, that's just the part they don't show. <laughs> I actually really like that the spiders were clearly trying to help you know like it like you get i get that when i see it but when i think about a bunch of peter parkers joining up together to save the the multiverse i really am inspired by that sense of like they want to help like it's an extension of um the peter that we got in no way home right is when he had he's confronted with all these villains from other realities he wants to help them even though they're villains and i just think it really warmed my heart to see a bunch of like Spider-Man in lab coats running out of a portal to come and try and help Mubat- Mubatan, which is the Spider-Man of India. Like, um, 
that they meet along the way when miles accidentally ruins his canon event right um that was that that was the the implication right is that every spider-man has a series of events that has to happen that are horrific things that happen in their lives but are what make them a spider-man or woman and miles being the good person that he is is able to do something with his power saves a human being that inevitably is uh um spider-man's canon event right so uh he just gets to live a happy life for me that was a funny joke but it made me care about that spider-man slightly less because i'm like (laughs) he needs to have somebody die otherwise i was was talking that same point with selena like i i understand the the you know, it's no one should tell you what your story should be or could be, right? That's kind of the overarching theme. I think that is. But yeah. no matter who it is, there is a lot of trauma in a spider person's life. Yeah. And I, I think on second watch, I just took a little bit of issue. Like, if he wants to save his dad, that's fine. But I don't know. Like, what's the event that yeah. makes him a spider person? Yeah. Well, one. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we could talk a lot about that because I think, I think that's a the thing that muddles the movie a bit, but b also like it makes you, it it's trying to plant a thought in your head that's not true, and I think that's the whole weird, funny thing about this movie is it's it's half a movie, right? Even as two and a half hours as it is they specifically end it at this weird moment where the story is going to keep going. And it's one of those things like Endgame and and Infinity War, right? Like Endgame in every way counters everything that happened in in Infinity War in some way. I think the the part of the story we didn't get is the part that makes us see, you know, that all the doubt they're planting in in if Miles should have been a Spider-Man or, you know, whatever. No, of course he should be. He is Spider-Man. Like that's the whole point of the yeah. mm-hmm. that's yeah. the whole point of these. We're not doubting. The first movie made it impossible for us to doubt that, right? You know, like something that just popped in my head looking at about this specific issue and looking at the Marvel universe is one of my favorite moments in the House of M story. Uh and for those of you who don't know, House of M was a thing where Scarlet Witch recreated the universe where the mutants were in charge. They were the dominant species and people had all totally different lives. And in that universe, Peter Parker was a, a celebrity. He was a TV star and he had a great life and stuff. So of course, when they come and then have to bring him back, change the universe back, they have a character that can see what the universe used to be. And when she looks into Peter Parker's life, she makes the comment, Oh, that poor man who could have gone through all the stuff that, that he has. And it has this whole splash page of when Peter remembers all the horrible things that has happened, all the sacrifices and the tragedy that's happened in his life. And, and that speaks really well to that debate. And which is what, one of the things that I think this movie, just as you were talking about, how much tragedy does a Spider-Man have to have? Because you're absolutely right. Tragedy has been part of his life constantly. But it's, but it's part of what we, what endears yeah. us to the character. Exactly. Right? No matter, 
no matter what name he is. And that is why I like, as uh, you know, however much I rag on little parts of this movie, I cried in the first 20 minutes of this movie Yeah, because, because spider Gwen was every bit a Spider-Man. Like she was, she was every, she was the same way Chris Pine made me cry in that first movie. When I watched that opening scene with spider Gwen or ghost spider, whatever you want to call her, dude, I was like, mm -hmm. yes, this is everything I, I want every time I go to see a Spider-Man movie. And so I, I really do appreciate that they captured that in that moment. And, and, but yeah, so Miles, since Miles, Miles is fighting against that, is Miles the villain? Well, no, but see, I think, <laughs> I think there's, I think there's something to be said about like, does, does, because Miles, was right. No, but I'm saying just because <laughs> Uncle Aaron died doesn't mean his dad also has to die. You know, yeah. I mean, he can yeah, have yeah, different yeah. traumas mm -hmm. and that's fine. But I think the bigger question about that, if you want to get into that, is is it kind of says there's kind of only two ways that it works or maybe both at the same time, like a Schrodinger's cat. Uh, either Miles was always meant to be Spider-Man, because if you think about it, right, like if if, if he wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man, then the death of Uncle Aaron would have been a canon event or wouldn't have been a canon event now that brings in another great point that this movie made changing from the first because i went back and watched the first um the concept that the spider that bit miles was from another universe and was supposed to bite another miles now that is hinted at in the first one but it's it's full on in in a major part of the second movie and that goes to that question of, you know, the destiny of Miles being Spider-Man, which has not been fully answered yet because it, it's because it's part two of the movie. Okay. Yeah, she did call but herself Spider-Woman. Yeah, I've, I always forget what which version is calling themselves mm -hmm. what, but the, we all know her as Spider-Gwen because that's literally the title of her comic book. Um even you know that's our name for her even though she never calls herself that she it's like our version of calling her mando you know <laughs> um uh, but continue what you're saying sorry so i i think that's good that's one of i think we're exactly right that's one of the main uh themes of this of these movies are about destiny and what makes it especially since now we're seeing not only what destiny changed when a spider from another universe was brought into miles to replace the spider-man that was already there but now we're going to see what happened to the universe where that spider left and didn't bite miles and now we see what miles becomes without the spider bite and and how that affects the 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 universe and so i i'm and that interests me i can't wait to see the next i want to see how they resolve this but I'm I question whether or not like that's that's even miles down the same path though, because it's clearly that miles has been influenced by his mother for a while, right? Because like he he speaks with a, a heavier accent, um, and it's actually played by a different actor too. I thought that was really cool, uh, but it it kind of implies that his dad's been dead for a while, meaning 
those two universes seem pretty different already. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure that like I think they're going to show you that it didn't. It doesn't matter. That spider was always meant to come and bite our our miles. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see how that that plays out. But I'd say for the the sake of this movie in itself, like I was never in doubt that Miles is is also is is the hero, the true hero of the yes. of the overarching story. And but I was also not mad at Miguel for taking the point that he did because of what I said. Peters just always want to help, but they don't always do it right. Like that's the that's the thing. Spider, I should say spider people, spider people, not Peter. Uh, they they always have the best intentions. They don't always do things right, and that is why there's so much tragedy in their lives. Um, so I wanna... it's on brand for both, right? It's on brand. It's on brand for Miguel to form a spider society to try and save everybody in the multiverse, but it's also on brand for Miles to go against all that. Like I want to bring a point that Ian said to me in a conversation earlier this week. Uh, so Ian, this is for you. He said, "Go back and watch the after credit sequence of the first one, and notice how Miguel O'Hara in that one is, is very different from." Uh, the one in Across the Spider Verse, because one of the the one of the criticisms I had was that they took the funny out of Miguel O'Hara. He's he's funny in the comics, but in this he's much more serious. And what Ian said is his canon tragedy probably happened maybe in between the appearance in, in his first in the first Spider Verse movie and this one. It could have, uh, which is why point. which is why he. Like in the first one, he's just looking, whereas in the second one, he's already formed the Spider Society and is much more serious. And I thought that was a really interesting part because the character is totally sounds different. Because he's already he's all, yeah. he's trying to to build or he's trying he's testing out this this multiversal technology right in the, yeah. at the end of the first movie. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're right. Maybe the whole point of it because. His story is he ends up hijacking another dead Miguel's life, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, he hijacks another dead Miguel's. Yeah, that. he does like Rick does in Rick and Morty, like they can yeah. hijack another. He dimension creates again. an incursion. Yeah, and so he does that, and it it ends up going horribly wrong, and so that is why. Yeah, that is a good way of looking at it. Is it's the same character but at a different part in his journey. Mm -hmm. um and and he's being reactionary the way spider-mans are too you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah i don't hold him at fault for being the guy that forms the society that's meant to like let people's uncle ben's die like yeah. i know that sounds on paper bad <laughs> i know it does but like i said yeah. i forgive every spider-man for their mistakes because they they are trying to do the best they can and i think that's that's what makes me believe the third movie will satisfy me. Yeah, I have way. no doubts that they're going to figure a way out, um, you know, but there's, you know, yeah. that there's that, that well, movie does not end with Miguel still being an antagonist. Right. Right. No, because no. he's too likable already. Like, even if he seems like he's, angry and 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 stuff like they explain to you why he is right they explain yeah. that he, he he lost an, a family again right and i do love that that 
that scene when Spider Gwen says, I thought we were the good guys, and Miguel says we are. And he the way that he says it with so much conviction, it's it's not you believe both of them. You totally see Gwen's perspective of this doesn't feel like the good guy, but you totally feel Miguel's perspective of we are and we have to do anything possible to save everybody. Mm-hmm. And again, it makes both both of the characters and Miles, it makes everybody so relatable. And again, which is another great thing. And we haven't even gotten to Hobie yet. I, <laughs> I will say this, though. I will say... I do find it weird that 98% of all spider people are Peter Parker's and that they let the one Spider-Man 2099 be their leader. That's that's weird. Does that does that just mean that all Peter Parker's don't like to lead? They all believe in DEI, so. <laughs> in what? Diversity. Uh... Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's close. Yeah. Uh... You know, there. Yeah, you count the Penny Parkers and the Peter Porkers as Peters. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, if they're not a Peter, they're they're a Mary Jane, or a Gwen, or a Aunt May. I, I want to know what T Rex Spider. Fair Peter enough. Is. Fair enough. Peter, Peter Tronosaurus. <laughs> I think that one's just what it is. It's a yes. Spider Rex. Yeah. Spider. But uh, yeah, that. Uh, that's an interesting point. It's there's yeah. just one Miguel, as far as we can tell. There's just one Miguel O'Hara, and he. Well, they all have different costumes, right? Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, well, I mean, Miguel, Miguel has another costume, but I didn't see it in there. But, um, but he doesn't have a billion like Spider-Man does. That's for sure. Um, like regular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What was your What was your favorite thing? Like to what was your I guess. Let me rephrase that. What was your favorite spider cameo? Because there's the 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 producers have boasted that there are 240 characters in this movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's because they had to keep track of where every single spider person was <laughs> in every scene because they maintain that level of consistency. But you know, there are other supporting characters that aren't spider people. But I'm just curious right now, which was your favorite spider to see in this movie and why? The popsicle, <laughs> because it's a popsicle. <laughs> like, if love or hate Spider Man, everyone has had a Spider Man popsicle in their life, right? I mean, well, no, I didn't even see the popsicle. Honestly, no, I know it's, it's there. there. I know it's there, but I just didn't see it. Car should have been Peter Peter Porsche. Porsche. <laughs> that, that is good. But the the Lego Spider Man was also a nice little mm-hmm. touch before just because of my love of Legos. But you know that fact, was directed by one person. It was a fourteen-year-old yeah, 14 boy. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. But the, I mean, also the Lego Movie ties with the Lord and Miller uh, crew. The fact yeah. that there's consistency within the Lego worlds, like they they each do their own sound effects. Like when Peter opens up the call for Miguel, he's like, "Beep boop, Miguel, we have a problem." Boop boop, and yeah. that's like straight from the Lego Movie. The Lego one was pretty great, but it was also filmed differently because it was very more, it was very much two dimensional, right? It was always looking straight at a flat wall behind him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like it was cool to find out that it was directed by a 14 year old kid. And that's what, you know, like 
he's doing it wasn't just directed he made it i know i know he made his dad bought him a new computer to do it i know it's super cool it's really cool um Um, i would say uh i mean my favorite character to see was miguel because i've I've always been a huge spider-man 2099 fan i read it when it came out and such but you said cameo and so for favorite cameo i mean this is another thing i have to watch it again because i don't remember the popsicle uh but I, I I chuckled big time when the T-Rex swung by. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so just because that's the cat I saw in the trailer, uh, you know, the, the 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 craziness that they have of like of anything could be a spider, anything else I thought was was pretty funny. And then there, there were so many in the background. I mean, it was fun seeing Ben Riley, but he was such a, a Ken doll. He was he was at he was Andy Samberg doing his Nick Cage impersonation. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't love twenty that Scarlet Spider as much as I wanted to. Right, exactly. Um, I was a little yeah. disappointed in the Scarlet Spider. I I did feel like that goes back to what Ricky was saying that like everybody like you know it wasn't didn't feel like cameos or uh, like I felt like there was a lot of characters in here that were not given the 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 justice the consideration that they were given in the last movie like it's very one-liners or one note kind of things and it doesn't let me connect with them in a way that meaningful like hell the cyborg spider woman she never even talks so how would you even know she's a spider woman um like that was weird like it was weird for me um, I have a toy of that, and it never has a line in the whole movie. Like, it's weird. Um, I will say, for me, w- there was there was like one or two that it had different effects on me. Uh, the one that made me just smile because I was happy to see her in the background, and she kind of smiles at one moment, I think, um, is Spinneret, the Mary Jane Spider-Man. Um, or Spider Woman, uh, yeah, her, her name's Spinneret, and she's in the background. I, I caught her, and like my, I almost broke my neck watching, like watching this movie in IMAX because I just kept constantly looking in every direction to see all the different Spider people I could. That's why I missed, I, I probably missed the uh, ice, the popsicle, but Spinneret, I don't know why that made me smile. It's just really cute to see that among all these Peters all hanging out at a, in a convention together or like a, a, a space together. There's one Mary Jane right there in the corner that, you know, can't help but love all of them, right? Like, she loves th- she loves that man more than any human being in the universe. And she gets to be surrounded by hundreds of them. That's so weird and hilarious to me. And yet there's only one Mary Jane, you know? it's mm-hmm. it, That cracks me up. The other one that made me uh, feel so special because i've never seen this spider person before uh was the sun spider that is aka charlotte weber it was a spider person using an assisted device to get around it was a wheelchair with spider legs and i needed to know who that was and i looked it up that is a legit spider character in the spider verse and you want to know what's even crazier, guys? She was voiced by an actual woman named Danielle Perez, who is a comedian, an actor, and writer 
best known as the woman in a wheelchair with no feet who won a treadmill on The Price is Right. And then got <laughs> she went viral and got to go and be on Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> and stuff because of her real she won a treadmill and she has no feet, dude. Um, they cast an actual wheelchair person to play Sun Spider in what has like one line. She's I think like she has like one, more than most yeah. of the other spiders. She has she says more than most of them, yeah. But like ah, oh, that's my new favorite one. I just never knew. I never knew it existed. Um, so cool. I thought that was so cool. That's cool. Um, the legs shoot webs too is what Ian's saying. I didn't even notice. See, that's that's the reason I want to watch it at home again. I don't want to watch it in the theaters again because it's too long and I can't pause it. I can't pause the movie to see everything I want to see. You know what I mean? Dennis like, going to spend six hours watching that movie. I will spend six hours watching that. I'll take breaks. I'll hydrate. Uh, everything. But like, I want to frame by frame go through sections of that movie that are at the Spider Society because it's too... It's too many. I, I know there was be there'd be more that make me smile. Those are just the two that really extra made me smile for some reason. Um, or for different reasons. Yes. Did the you know, we got more multiverse stuff in this movie. In terms of the multiverseness of this and the multi I mean, multiverse stories in general, did it work for you guys? Did it make sense for you guys? Were there anything that that anything felt broken how was how was their multiverse logic in this one i i think they're always going one step ahead of of marvel i think they're you know like if the if the first multiverse story was you know i think better than doctor strange uh and the multiverse of madness and in some ways better than than uh, no way home like i think them doing the council of ricks before all the other movies do it i mean they already beat them to it like i know i know kang does it for like one second you know like but like that's the like this is the they're already there the spider people are already at council of ricks level and are functioning and we're watching them do that like i think every time i watch a spider-verse movie i get bored knowing that i have to go watch a million other multiverse movies that are not going to do it as fun or creatively you know what i mean and i think another way that it works is how they did it where the animation matched the world so yeah when you have da vinci vulture who was an amazing character and have it look like a da vinci drawing you know because it's animated they just they were able to really i think encapsulate that and then also when they mixed in the live action parts for the multiverse yeah you know they, when they so, space jammed it when they space jammed it so yeah. when uh when you ask how did they integrate the multiverse brilliantly people are or the rumor mill is churning saying that the vulture getting sucked into gwen's world is somehow tied and related to the vulture getting sucked into the venom world <laughs> I thought it was weird that we needed a Venom cameo that wasn't even with Venom in it. Hey, man, that's a free free chip to play. That was weird. Play um, with house money there. I do think that the funny thing about this movie and, and how visually consistent they were 
is it highlights the inconsistency at the end of the first movie when Miguel goes into the other world and looks like they do. Yeah. Like that's frustrating to me because this movie completely goes against that and shows you that they're always, they always retain their, their, their visual consistency. It is weird because that's, that's the logic in um, Dr. Strange too. They transform into whatever world they're in. Do they? Yeah, like that's, that's to, why they go yeah, animated. You're, yeah, you're right. And they, they, turn into paint the paint. they turn into paint at one point. The goo. Yeah, so it, it, it's the exact opposite for uh, for the Spider-Verse, with the exception of the, the, the stinger at the end of the first movie. It, it could be that the technology improved, because remember, the end of the first movie, he was the very first, that was the first multiversal jump. And Layla says that. You're now that's true. He he did it with a jump, and the rest of them did it with a weird accident. Like he he has a device to make sure he doesn't glitch out when he's doing it. So you could be right. I could forgive him for that. Thank you, Clark. You helped me. You broke (laughs) you you corrected my brain. I could forgive it because we are accepting that uh, some time has passed in his life, and so why not? He could be using version one at the end of that first movie. I mean that was the first test, right? Yeah, and and mm-hmm. yeah, and they specifically said that, and she's like, "Congratulations, you're the first multiversal." Jump. All right, I'll forgive it now. I'll forgive it, but yeah, you are right. It is very cool to uh, to see all the visual stylings, and the vulture was really high up there for setting the bar, like yeah. so fast too, like. The fact that they even thought that he looked like paper was just amazing, you know, like, but yes, to get to, to go back to what you were talking, you wanted to talk about earlier and I cut you off. Spider punk was the craziest representation of this bringing his universe to, to other ones. What was he? I, was he a pop magazine? Like collage? Like I, Mm, I don't know. Like he's those old MTV commercials where the brand name changes like five different times in, in like 10 seconds. He's the girl magazines that your older sisters plastered on the sides of their, their wall. He was just, <laughs> he was so punk, right? He was yeah. all the different flyers, yeah. the different papers his, you would use to put flyers mm-hmm. up on walls. Like his intro bit was probably one of the best pieces of writing I've ever seen. <laughs> At least in this year, I hate the AM and I hate the PM is like the greatest line ever written. <laughs> He was my favorite character in this movie. Like, I know I'm supposed to like Miles the most or Gwen the most, but Spider-Punk, to me, in this movie, was what the Paladin was in the Dungeons & Dragons movie. He showed up, stole every scene he's in, and then dipped out and said, see ya, and and, and left me wanting so much more of him than I got. You know? I, I can break some of his logic though for you if you, if you would let me. Go the, for it. On Try the second it. rewatch, you know, as the tension's building, Miles arguing with Miguel, all the other Spider people start showing up. Hobie quits. He's like, I'm out. And he starts a time portal, takes it off, throws it, jumps in the portal back to his presumably home world. We then later find out 
that Hobie stopped by and gave uh, Gwen's dad the watch. So how do you get back to go get the watch? Does he have two watches? No, you. the the second watch looks different. It's the, he has one. He made one. It's his style. It's in his style. It's actually like the same weird punk punk thing that, that he is. I don't know how to explain that other, yeah. otherwise. It's a different device. He made one. Oh, okay. I just assumed they would just it just look like him because it's his. No, it's well, a different device that he made. I guess one of the questions is we know that Peter Parker is a genius. Yeah, most Miguel of Gwen, is, Gwen, is, Gwen, is, Gwen, is Gwen is too. It are all spider people geniuses? Yes. Not just the Peters. So then Hobie it, is a genius and can could maybe could make his own device, as you said. Sure. Yeah, oh, was, we're two for two. Okay. We're two I'm for sold. two. That's what we're here for. We're here to make this movie better by reasoning spider logic. This is that's pretty great. So collectively, our opinions are going to be great. <laughs> Again, um, one of, one of the things that I loved also about him, uh, looking at some behind, watching some behind the scenes stuff, is again the animation. They said that for Hobie and only Hobie, they animated him every three frames. Wow! As opposed to well, every he's every frame. three, and the guitar so is every. Miles two. is every two, uh, and and the Miguel is every one. Wow, so, I can't, I can't. That's why they had a bunch of different teams. They had yeah. to have like 10 teams. By the way, Ian's saying he was building one the whole time he's on screen. Watch him. Okay, yeah. He was taking all those little bits and bobs. Okay. There you go. See? I'll throw another nerd question at you. He's the best character in the movie, right? Am I wrong, yeah. guys? Yeah, Am no, I wrong? you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Hobie's great. Hobie's the best. Daniel Kaluuya. I just love this actor so much, man. Every time I watch a movie with him, he shines. He just shines. I'm so happy every time he's in anything. Give me more Spider-Punk, please, in the next movie. He is. He does show up at the end, right? Like he's Yeah, he's part of the crew. Okay, he's part of the crew. He's he's officially part of the crew, which is what? great because I, I love that we're getting all the different Spider-People that we've seen in Spider-Verse, the comics, you know, together for one big last hurrah. And... Uh, also, one of the things that I loved is how they they mentioned him first. They called him Hobie, you know. So before you even saw him, they foreshadowed him. Yeah, which, which is another thing that I really liked about it. Weird fun fact: Hobie Brown, um, in in the six one six universe, is the first Prowler. Mm -hmm. That's, so. cool. That's what I thought they were mentioning, and then then when they when they switched over Spider Man, I'm like, oh. Well, no, that's in the he's in an alternate universe where Hobie mm -hmm. Brown is Spider Punk instead. Yeah, yeah, um, it just so happens. So that's why he's he's black because Hobie Hobie Brown is black too in the the Prowler, correct? Yeah, yeah, always. So what did Miguel inject himself with when he was fighting the Vulture? Go for it, Clark. I don't know. I thought it was something to just uh, maintain his animal tendencies, or his uh, he he has some he has some he has some rage issues, kind of a little bit. Like he has the. I mean, in the comics, he does not inject himself with stuff regularly. So, okay. I thought that was a character trait. 
I'm just saying well, I took that to mean he's he's controlling something that, that he's trying to I mean he's like a he's like an experiment gone wrong too. He's right? a vampire, right? He's like no. No. No? I'll give you the, the, the real quick Is he more adjacent? Story. No. No. He he was a scientist working for this company called Alchemex, which is the big bad company in 2099. And he uh his boss wanted to get more control over him. He was working on genetic manipulation. And so he was playing with the Spider-Man's genetic code and other animals code and about imprinting them on humans and such. His boss got him addicted to this drug. That's basically like super meth where one time you have one dose, then you have to have it. And the company, the only company that makes it is Alchemex. They use it to control people and other stuff is bad. So what Miguel does is takes his old, he takes his old profile from before he was addicted and his plan is to inject that old genetic profile onto him to cure him from the from addiction to the drug but when he's doing that his coworker who's jealous of him starts pushing all these buttons and imprints the spider-man formula and a few other animal and a few other stuff into it to try to kill miguel but what it does is rewrites his genetic code with the spider powers and other stuff so that's how he so it becomes almost like a, a mutant. So that's how he gets fangs and talons and spinnerets in his arms. So he was the first one Spider-Man to have the the organic web shooters, and so that's how he becomes Spider-Man. But it does cure him of the of the the addiction of the, of the meth of the meth. Unless it didn't. Maybe he's just shooting up. Yeah, maybe he's shooting up. <laughs> there you go. Maybe. Three for three, guys. We're three for okay, three. We're answering all the plot holes. Um, okay. With that said, I have two plot holes I want to throw out there. Okay. Uh, when this movie made a bajillion dollars, or sorry, the first movie made a bajillion dollars, or, or uh, was it Phil Lord and Chris Miller promised us a Spider-Man in the next movie? Where's the Japanese Spider-Man? Why did we not have Leopardon? Leo Pardon. Yeah. Uh, is this did they originally think this was gonna be one giant five hour movie and that's before they got it split? Is he in he better be in the second half, right? Like am I am I wrong? I I you remember the rumblings of a Japanese Spider-Man, you know, coming and the mech specifically. Because you don't you don't necessarily want ja you want the mech, right? Yeah, I want the yeah. Mech. but I also want the emissary of death too. I do want both. I don't know. I don't know that I want him live action, though. I don't know that I want him space jammed. That actor is still alive, right? Yes, he is. He did a whole I mean, you Marvel can get 616. Him. You can get him in this, a guy in the no, suit having do the don't, voice. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, that guy's like 60. <laughs> the voice. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I was I was missing him. I don't know. Was there one you didn't you were missing? There is another one I was missing, but I want to let Clark go. My plot hole, uh, there wasn't one that I was missing, but I did, it did kind of bug me when Miguel, at first, when he was telling Gwen that she can't be part of the spider society, he's like, it's an elite group. And then you get there and it's like every spider ever. Not Ham. Yeah, not Ham, not her, because she has to beg to get into it and not Miles. But when he's like, when he said elite group, I wasn't imagining an entire tower full of Spider-Men, even though I knew that was coming, but I was like, that's not an elite group. That's 
almost everyone, you exclusionary bastard. I mean, I think they were just trying to say it was an elite group to like, oh yeah, he said, did he say it to her though? Or they said that to, or they said that to Miles? No, well, she said that to Miles. Yeah, but they didn't they want her. her. They just didn't yeah. want her because you know why they didn't want her though, right? Because she's best friends with Miles. Yeah, that's why they didn't want her because they didn't want her to have to make the choice that she knew she, they knew she'd have to make. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see it as being exclusionary in the in the weird way. I thought I think he went to every Spider person that that he thought might be willing to do this as a group and ask them, but he looked at her and he's like, well, the whole reason we made this group is to stop the miles and you're kind of miles best friend. You know, like, <laughs> so I kind of took it as the people in the first movie are specifically the ones that he doesn't go to with the exception of Jake Johnson, because he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what I was just about to say. But yeah. Yeah. So what what's what's the other person that's missing that you wanted to see? Superior Spider-Man. Oh <laughs> yeah. I need Doc Ock to be there with all the Peters. I need it. And I need him to be a main character, not like a one-line joke kind of thing. Like I love that they showed us how many Doctor Octopuses there are, but they were missing my favorite one, which is the one that possesses the 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 body of Peter Parker and becomes every bit better Spider-Man than Spider-Man. And he calls himself that. He actually like introduces himself as the superior Spider-Man whenever he's beating up bad guys and stuff. So funny. You have you read his comic? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making Not it. not all of them, but I I've, I've read bits of his line and I know the storyline. Will you be okay if he doesn't show up in the next movie? No, I agree with you. It's too good a character. Come on. That that would be really fun to see Doc Ock as a superior Spider-Man, how he would fit in with Miguel and with the other, or, you know, or he would, I think he would totally see the logic of Miguel's. Maybe Miguel logic. is a Doc Ock. No. No, so like if I can simply explain this to you, like in the comics, he's a really big part of the Spider Verse comics. Both the, the both of the ones they've done so far, uh, Spider Verse and then Spider Geddon. There's like yeah. he's a really big part. But I would say the the best way to describe him that I can think of in 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 layman's terms is he's like the golem of that story. You know, the the whole team is trying to go beat Sauron. But there's a golem that comes in and out, and sometimes he's helping them, and sometimes he's trying to kill them. And it's very confusing because you're like, whose side are you on, bro? And it's and and that's what makes him so special in that in that universe, right? He's that weird wild card Spider-Man that is just like super dangerous, but also pretty damn good at his job, you know? Um I want that so bad. And I really, really just, I, I, I tried to forgive the movie for not having those two. And because what the movie we got is really cool with the exception of it doesn't end. 
it doesn't end in a satisfying way for me. What did you guys think about that? How did that feel for you? I didn't feel burned by it. Um, I I look at it as a one of two parts. Like I knew that going in. Um, I don't think it was a secret going in. So once the moment came, right, the big reveal and the twist, yeah, I was like, okay, like let's here we here we go another year and we'll see the exciting conclusion of a uh, Beyond the Spider Verse. But are you I, but are you satisfied with it in the same way that you were when you watched Infinity War? No. I felt the same way I did after finished watching Dune. You know, I'm like, okay, that was good. But I can't judge it until I see the, the next part. It's so oh, clearly... Really? I freaking love Dune just by itself. I love that movie. You know, it's 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 a half a movie. And I I, I don't I don't like to like I don't think it's a lesser of a movie for having a split like I think plenty of movies do well. This one, no, no outlier. Like it, chapter one, chapter two, movie ends. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, slow down. Are you telling me that it, chapter one, is not a complete movie? I'm saying it is, and I feel like this movie is a complete movie. You feel that it's a complete movie when it ends with Miles literally showing you how he's going to get out of the problem that he's in. And then it just cuts to credits. That's like Miles, his job is to go save his dad from the spot. And he doesn't do that. And Gwen went to go get Miles to, to say to help him with this. And she doesn't do that. It doesn't end in a way that like a story is complete. You know what I mean? Like it ends, it it ends the way like the matrix two ends <laughs> like yeah. uh where you know whereas the difference is or like when, when you really watch deathly hollows part one i mean do you, I, are yeah. you asking you is it a complete ending or a satisfying ending am i satisfied at the end of that movie yeah i feel fine yeah you're that satisfied is good, with the ending? that is a good distinction ricky yeah that that is a good distinction uh, it's it a, a long movie, movie or, or full... was he satisfied yeah. It's, I, it's not complete, but I was satisfied. We got a lot of cool Spider-Man, a lot of great action. After two and a half hours, I better be satisfied. <laughs> you, get, you get a twist. I, I don't think I, I wasn't satisfied. You can be satisfied with the movie and not be satisfied with the ending, though. That's a, that's a difference. I think what you're trying to say, you're trying to, you're trying to say if you were satisfied with the movie, then you have to be okay with the ending. And I don't think you have to no, be. I I'm think okay with the ending. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I didn't take issue with it. I know yeah. some people feel like it's incomplete in the sense that they show you the tools or how he's going to get out of the situation. And then it ends. You know, it's a PG movie at the end of the Which day. Which also is, a, is another great callback to the first one. when It's a callback for sure. Yeah. But like, I didn't need the scene that shows me he's absolutely going to get out of it. You know, I like... I mean, it's, you expect him to die in in. No, I don't expect him to die, but I expect to be left in a state of, Ooh, Mr. of, of Bond, concern, right? Like, in Endgame or Infinity War doesn't end with them already saying, you know what, we got to do time travel, like that. That doesn't. No, it leaves you with a point of like, oh my god, how are they going to get out of this? 
Whereas this movie absolutely did not do that. It's like, oh, okay. I think it did though. It's the question is how are they going to save Miles' dad <clears throat> and not break the spider verse? But the detour is Miles is trapped in this other universe, which has now become a very important part of the story in mm-hmm. the last 20, 10 minutes of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like, this has to be addressed. Like everything that Miles just encountered at the end of the movie, it needs to, it needs to now be addressed before we even deal with the other stuff or possibly simultaneously. It's, it's adding an extra layer to the movie too late in the movie to explore in any meaningful way. And so they just cut it off there. And I think that is what frustrates me more is like, I did want to see miles going to, to try and figure out how to stop the spot. And then possibly something bigger happens in the third movie beyond the spot. But now I have to have the spot be the bad guy of two movies. And that to me is weird because I just yeah, I don't Thanos think... be the bad guy in two movies. Yeah, Thanos, Thanos got Thanos set up bad. eight years before he became the bad you guy. Got Loki being the bad guy in two movies. So Ian it's... says, "I was satisfied with Gwen's story and I'm excited to wait for the rest of Miles." So talking about how the arc, the movie started with Gwen's arc, ended, you know, kind of with Gwen becoming a leader, you know, uh, a change in Gwen's arc. Uh, DK says. From the perspective of the producers, who isn't going to be anticipating the next movie with an elevated sense of tension, it's good PR, and I love the lack of resolution, feeling-wise. Like I don't think you can complain about the have issues with the runtime, and then say, "Well, I needed them to resolve the 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 you, conflict." You yourself said you saw thirty minutes they could chop out of that movie. Yeah, I did. It, would it have been maybe introducing another world where Miles is 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 now maybe not trimmed really a, trapped? I maybe would have trimmed really a senior trapped. senior there. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying it to me. If you see spots where you could trim the movie, or you see spots where the movie could have ended differently, it leaves room to debate that the movie is not as satisfying as the first movie. And that's where I, that's where I come. I, 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 this, that's where my negativity comes from is the first movie set the highest of bars for me. It is my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. And for me, it's hard to see this movie and not compare it to the first one. And so to know that the first one has such a complete and satisfying story told in 20 minutes less than this one did it's a little frustrating to get one that didn't even couldn't even like close out the first chapter of that of that two-part story in a in a in a more satisfying way i think that's that's where that's where my 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 complaints come from i can see that but i again i think that's a flavor yeah thing so but I, I i can i can definitely see your point so we're done yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got well, let, let's 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 tee it off uh wrap it up with 
how do you how do you what's the resolution of uh beyond the spider-verse uh, how, how, how do they save the day spider uh, miles goes up to the spot pulls out spider ham's mallet from his invisible <laughs> pocket smacks him in the head with Never it space. and wins why did miles not use the mallet i waited the whole movie for the mallet they even referenced the hammer space come on man the mallet better save the day in the third movie clark i have see that's what it did this movie made me have demands for the third one i don't like having demands but now i have demands um i need i need superior spider-man i need the mallet i need leopard on and probably something else miguel's gonna sacrifice himself to save the day in miles uh, oh i'll one up you there i think uh jeff miles's dad who they changed his name by the way no yeah. or they changed he's not jeff davis he's jeff morales in this one no he's not if you look on his it, uh badge he's, he's morales now now as in both of these movies or in just the new movie he is morales in the first movie he is still davis Really, I think that's a comic change though, because Jefferson Davis is not a good person oh, <laughs> historically. <laughs> okay, uh, what were you predicting with him? This was a I tangent. think I think he will sacrifice his life willingly to save Miles, and that's and that's the you know the canon event, right? His dad dies, but. It's a choice that his dad makes, not necessarily Miles failing to save him. And I feel like that that that's the big reveal, right? Is that choice, you know, losing, giving himself up for his son for the greater good. I don't know what that means, though. What does that mean? Like, he'll, I think, my, I think... Miles was put in a situation where he can't, you know, his dad's. His dad needs to sacrifice himself to save Miles. I think Miles is going to show that he can just do things better than than all the other Spider-Men. And he's going to save his dad. I don't think he has to have I don't think he has to have another death just because. Like I think that's kind of the the point is like if if every if Miles isn't supposed to be Spider-Man, then every crazy thing that's happened to him so far should have been an anomaly opening a hole in the universe. But it didn't. So it means that everything that either happened to him already is perfectly canon and they're all wrong and they shouldn't be messing with it. And whatever happens in his life is canon, whether or not it be good or bad, because they don't get to decide. So I think if it's truly Miles' story, he's going to show them they're wrong and he can do everything on his own. You know, I think yeah. that's. That's the satisfying thing for me. Like, I don't want to see Jefferson die just because I'm some sort of sadist. Like, I, like, I, I think the uncle, the uncle Aaron thing was awesome, and it was a really cool twist because I was, I was waiting for Jefferson to die in that first movie, and so he doesn't need both of them to die. That's just, that's They're both just gonna die. They're both gonna <laughs> die. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're, everybody's well, entitled to their fun predictions. It's cool. Well, there you have it, folks. We enjoyed 
I think more so this week than last week beyond this or across told, I'm, across Spider Verse. I told you. I that's right. Me up. I tried to talk myself into it. That's why I did all the weird preps I did just to get myself jazzed. Yeah. Well, we'll be taking a break next week. And then starting up the following week, we got uh, we got some more Marvel action, Secret Invasion. Did you watch the first five minutes, by the way? I did not watch. They're on a, they're online right now. They like did a little teaser. Mm. Pretty Civil War, or not Civil War? Pretty, pretty uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Esque. Right. A little high right. drama. I know I'll be watching it, so they don't need yeah. to give me any more. I'll be watching it. <laughs> Uh, for the record, uh, we'll also be talking about the Flash that week too. When we when we do that, yes, we will touch because that's going to come Flash. out next week, right? Yes, next yeah. week the Flash comes out. Yeah, we'll so, we'll be sure to at least at least address our opinions of the Flash in that episode, even if the focus is on Secret War. I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. We all know all right. why we're really going to see the Flash, and it ain't the Flash. Yeah, we all we all know. We all know. <laughs> There's that's, a funny, that's a weird thing. That's that's yes. automatically one point deduction on that movie <laughs> that I'm going to see it not for the titular character. I forgot what toy line it is. I think it was in the androids or some hot toys, but like they showed like the Flash movie toy line, and it's literally like ten Batman figures in one. Duh, <laughs> duh. Everybody knows why. It, come on. Well, Anyways. We're going to get nuts, so let's get nuts. But before, let's get out of here. Peace out, guys. Enough All said. right. See you on Soapbox.